Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Yo, yo, yo. I got some news for you. Good news. See, Status has just officially launched version one of its mobile application, a private secure communication tool that combines a decentralized messenger, Web3 Bowser, and a crypto wallet all in one package. You download one thing, you get three. Lucky you. It's available now in the app and Play Store for truly private and secure communication. All right. So install it. Then check it out. Then have it be in the top rated usage on your screen time report on Sundays. All right. Join the public channel. Hashtag TBP where you can get some S&T that status to, to, to play with uh, some of the cool features like ENS registration, DAP curation and the decentralized sticker market. That's right. So go grab the app. It's easy to do. If you have an iPhone, it's on iOS. If you have an Android, it's on the Play Store. If you have a Windows phone, what's wrong with you? You can download it in your mobile app store or at status.im slash TPP. I'll say that one more time. You can download it in your mobile app store or at status.im slash TPP. No blackberries. It's a Bitcoin podcast. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Podcast. No, this is episode 303. I'm the host that talks first, D. I am the host that talks second, Dr. Corey Petty. Hey, I said yeah. it. I said it the way you wanted you me did. to say it. Welcome to the tagline. <laughs> what, how does it feel to say the tagline? Eh, I'll change it up next time. Okay. So, I, I feel juiced when I say it. Juice. Um, yeah. Juice. Mega juice. Um, how's your week, man? My week was good. Uh, today or this week, we did uh, an audit for a project at Status, and so I was mm-hmm. I was consumed with a lot of that stuff, and then the rest of it was um, threat modeling other projects to prepare for audit within Status. Hmm. So a lot of a lot of good security stuff within within my my day job that I uh kind of enjoy doing. It's a part of the part of the job that's fun. And what is your day job again, Corey? CSO at status. 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 Coming at you. What's your status? Also a sponsor Sorry. of the show, obviously, which you heard yeah. in the beginning of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we love status. They love us. And look forward to the status Here's a, of the Bitcoin Podcast Network connection. Before we What's get up? into what you wanted to talk about, uh, I guess we've never like openly discussed this on the show. I'm curious of your opinions here. Uh, what's the conflict of interest, if there is one, between status and the network and me? Like, is it? Do you, you think this is like me? no? For like, for like, what do you think about that? Do you think do you think people? have a negative opinion on that and how I kind of like double dip like or is it it's just an for me it's just a, it's an obvious connection these are two different things that I do there's no reason to not join them in any way that I can because mm. like my day-to-day is basically just me existing but putting my attention towards different things whether it be status or this podcast there's no reason to not meld them if it's a re- if, it, if, it, if it's if it's reasonably ethical um, I don't know if that's a question for me because obviously I'm biased. Like I like both companies and I like the person between them. Um, I think um, it could be, but I also think that conflict usually breeds some pretty 
pretty beautiful things. How could it be? What would would Mm -hmm. be the qualm that someone has against this type of thing happening? Mm. Because like, like, to be, to be transparent, like we're like, it's their sponsor. They pay us and they pay and I'm paid as a core contributor. And I helped put together the idea of them sponsoring this network. But like I did it because like we pay people at the Bitcoin podcast to, to do things and that money has to come from somewhere. And I'm very picky about the sponsors that we have who we and, 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 and who we take money from and what, when, what I say, like what comes out of my mouth yeah. in terms of um, saying things on behalf of others. Yeah. Well, I don't think that we're very transparent about the number of sponsors that we've shut down, that we've said no to over the years. Um, this is why we're not making money like a pump. We can't afford to market like that. So it's like, I think is, um, I think that there's no conflict at all because of the long-term ethics that we've portrayed in running the show. And if somebody does think that there's a conflict, um, then I would invite them to come on the show so we can discuss it. But I mean, it's not like we're, we're not giving any investment advice. We're not doing anything. It's just like, it would be like if, so LeBron plays for the Lakers. It would be like if LeBron made a Lakers podcast. Is there a conflict there? No, he plays for the fucking Lakers. Yeah, but this isn't a status podcast. I mean, there will be one. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. Okay, so it would be like if he didn't have a Lakers podcast, but he had a, hey, this is a receding hairline podcast. This is he for had all a, the people If he had a here. basketball podcast that was sponsored by the Lakers. Mm. But it's also like he had the basketball podcast before he joined the Lakers. Wait, we're, you're LeBron in this analogy. You know that, right? Yeah. How big is your dick right now? It's got to be pretty. I mean, I mean it's LeBron about as big as the room that I'm in, which is a basement. So, you know. <laughs> Relatively <laughs> large enough to sink a boat, bitch. Uh, let me see. Uh I don't know. There's got to be conflict there, but I'm not a lawyer. I don't think in those terms. I think in these wake up and get this motherfucking get the shit. Wake up and get it done. Yeah, I, I see it as mutually beneficial to both things. Yeah, it's not like I'm like misusing the money in any way. So they're gonna help us pay and hire more, and we're gonna help them embolden their content and expand their message. Okay. I, I, I guess it is relatively selfish of me because these are all things that I care about. And so I mean, it's, it, it just, I, it helps me do the things that I care about in a way that yeah, but is, is, like, that is you, beneficial to everyone else also doing those things. If the things that you care about bring value to other people's lives and you doing them, then I don't see a conflict. I, I, that's my, that's my opinion of what good business is. Like that's the whole idea. Isn't it? Is yeah. it not? Yeah, that's that's a good business. If the things that you like to do generate revenue and help people, then I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, I, I don't. I, this didn't come from anywhere. I was just thinking about it's an odd, hot. like it's 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 an odd scenario, right? Like I've mm-hmm. we've set it up in such a way where like I get paid to do my hobbies. You know, what would make it less of a conflict is if we were to do the same the same services that we're providing for status, we do for a few other companies. So now if you're listening and if you own one of those companies and you'd like some of those services, you can contact me <laughs> and you can join our Slack. The long we con. Talk about, yeah, we can talk about that. I literally was not set up. I like how you, how you twisted that into up. a pitch. Did you like it? <laughs> Did you like that? That was kind of that was judo shit, jujitsu. Right on. Well, let's get back um, to the stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So this week, my week was was okay. Um, my uh, situation calls that I am what's essential. So I haven't been quarantined every day, but I have been practicing the um, distancing, social distancing, and judo chopping bitches that get in my space and. You know, I was born for this. 
this is <laughs> keep saying i know like this it's is not my close, life but. like it's just basically what had happened is the world has now got a taste of how i've been living for the past three years yeah and for <laughs> me my broad shoulders and blackness keeps people at a distance automatically so it's already been that way for me it's like no and your unnaturally long <laughs> arms <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Keep like, your distance. For those that don't know, D is shorter than me. I'm not that tall. I'm like I'm like five eight, five nine on a, a good day, right? Shorter than it, yeah, but like you're shorter than me. It's you are shorter than me. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. by much, but it's true. And it, so, and I'm not tall. So neither one of us are very tall. And not me tall. and D used to play basketball. Uh, we'd go play like pickup basketball at the rec when we were in college together. Now, mind you, I'm terrible at basketball, and so it was just I just ran around because I was athletic and hoped that I got in the way sometimes the right way. Uh, <laughs> that's me playing basketball. Uh, but uh, like when we stand next to each other and like play basketball, like he would be able to block people and I could never like people that I could never block. And it's not because D's got mad ups. That's, that's not the thing. His, yeah, his arms are like three times his body length. Like if we stood, <laughs> like if we stood together, like, and he's shorter than me. And put our hands up. His hand is about three hand lengths taller than mine. It's pretty wild. Like that's not an, like that part isn't isn't an exaggeration. It's ridiculous. That's why I like boxing. Is people are like, oh, here's yeah, a short that's guy. not fair. That's oh, not where's fair. his hands coming from? <laughs> like mad power muscle and oh, yeah. ultra long arms. <laughs> it was fun. Um, this week was chill for me. It wasn't sad until yesterday, man. Because old Bill Withers, man, he's one of my favorite artists. Mm. I might go listen to his album today just to... Oh, dude, they're so good. I was listening to it all day yesterday. Like, ain't no sunshine when she's you, before so we started, Before we started this episode, you told me how many times he says... Uh, what is it? 25 times. 25 times he says what? I had, I had the lyrics open on my screen, and I was like... It was like perfectly columned and rowed, and I was like, "Huh, five times five. He he said that twenty five times, huh? I wonder if he knew that. I wonder <laughs> if anyone knows that because you know when you're singing it like you know at a bar or something or whatever, and like everybody tries to do the I knows, yeah. But you always look around to see like who's gonna fall off first because I know y'all. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Twenty five times. He says it twenty five times. For those that didn't so. know. Um, okay, so let's let's get uh let's get to some crypto stuff. This is this is what the people are here. 12, this is 12 minutes want. in, 12 minutes in, we're gonna get some crypto stuff in. Yeah. We're we're no better than Rogan when he has 15 minutes of ads. Um uh, by the way, this show is brought to you by <laughs> Um So there's this strong narrative in the Bitcoin community and the crypto community about store value. And the reason is is because if a currency is gonna stand to be currency. And then it has, to, so I think currency, yeah, currency, not money. There's a subtle difference, but obviously I didn't, you know, study up before I started rattling this off. It has to be a store of value, a medium of exchange, uh, and a unit of account. And then it is currency. So there's a fourth one there I, that no one talks about. That's to well, be, that has to be useful for settlement of debt. Does that not make it a medium of exchange and unit of account? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've just from what everything that I've read, there's a there's a fourth and subtle one that is settlement of debt. Well, then we need to. Expand I think it's, upon I think our... it's somewhat of a byproduct of some of the other three. So I guess there's an argument that just the three is That's enough. What I, was just I don't know. Either way, continue. Sorry. If it's a unit of account, then I'm accounting for that unit on my end and yours. And if we both agree, then we've settled that that is the it's account. A storage of value because it's the same over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to mute myself yeah. and look this up while you keep talking. Okay. So my my whole like um, that, that that argument doesn't stand well when you look at the last ten years of Bitcoin going from you know thousands of a penny to now it's around six thousand six hundred dollars or, or somewhere in there. Um, that's a very wild swing. Um, and you've heard my theories in the past about like, I think it's, I think it's going to go from a store value to a medium exchange to a unit of account. I think it's kind of like leveling up in an RPG. You got to farm for a while before you become a medium of exchange. And then you got to farm even longer the hearts and minds 
of grand populaces of people, persons to become a unit of account where they're understanding the math of how you account for the mediums of exchange. I think that it's progressive, but some people think it has to come out the gate with all three. And I tell those people, give me a time in history when that happened and they cannot. So, but I can give times in history when the other route has happened. Nevertheless, I'm bringing all this up to say that in these very volatile times, um, not economic, not well, no, very economically, um, you would think that something over 10 years that's been deemed by the quote unquote experts as having no intrinsic value and being valueless would have shot down to zero faster uh, than, I don't know, Yosemite Sam shoots his guns inaccurately. Uh, I mean, it didn't though. It didn't. And it's not going to. So I think there's a very strong argument there for Bitcoin first, other cryptocurrencies second, that this stuff does have some sort of intrinsic value to humans at this point. And we're, and we're, and we're showcasing that now every day that it's not cascading down to zero and miners are turned off and people just lose faith in it. And people are like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go. That thing had no value to begin with. So why pay attention to it now when people are dying and there's a pandemic? I think it's a very strong argument for crypto right now. I don't know. What so do I mean, it does have something that nothing else has. Um, Sexy uh, nerd bots. Yeah, that's it. Uh, like it's, it is, it is a, um, it fulfills the, so I, I looked up the, 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 the four pillars of, of money, which I'll talk about here in a second, but like getting to your point first, like it, it serves as a way to transact value digitally. Right. But the key point, or if there's a few key points, like uh, the main thing that it has that nothing else does is the fact that it doesn't, it isn't reliant upon a specific jurisdiction. It's not controlled by any, any single entity, right? Yeah. And so yes. because of that, it is a, I guess, it is objectively more like relied upon metric the more and more people use it because you don't you don't implicitly assume it's it's controlled by a specific interest group like any yeah. other currency so governments I think it is controlled like, so by it's like it's, that's that's incredibly useful for like global economics which other things you just can't you simply can't have like uh like u.s printing however many trillions over the past out of thin air to try and fix the shitstorm that's going on globally is it is a decision that couldn't be weighed on by anyone else other than Americans, but it affects the globe in a very yeah. real way. Cause the standard like agreed to unit of currency across the globe is the dollar as it currently stands today. And so, like, that's something that Bitcoin and other global current cryptocurrencies uh, arguably have that nothing else does. Also, since, like, the only way you can have something like that that is useful or, like, that will allow people to actually agree upon it is the fact that the inflation rate or the supply cannot be manipulated. You can't print $6 trillion. Well, you can. That's a social agreement. Uh, it can happen. Man. It can happen. But based on the power of the meme of 21 million Bitcoins, it's very, very, very unlikely to happen. Let's cost it out. Oh, I don't the know. cost of changing the 21 million cap. What's that? You need more than 51% of the network. And you need it's... way more than 70% of the hearts and minds of the Bitcoin network. Well, the people that are involved with it. You could fork it. Me and you could fork it tomorrow and do it. The problem is getting people to use it and agree to it and, and still call it Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin Cash tried this. They didn't they didn't change the 21 million meme, but they changed a bunch of other stuff. And they got a significant portion of um the user base that was Bitcoin before that. And that changed. And they're on they, they're, there is value in that network, albeit it's much, much smaller than Bitcoin. 
but they took a percentage out. But like we don't call it Bitcoin, despite their efforts to call it Bitcoin. Um, so like that's mm -hmm. probably the best like uh, case study for what it takes to change things, um, like change change fundamental things about how Bitcoin works. And keep the and keep the the community rallied behind those changes. Yeah. To that end, like a little little sublet, little little sub sub point. Uh, I on ramp someone today in the real or today last week, this Saturday. Week. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> this past week in the real world, and and I'm starting to think that. It really, when you on-ramp someone, it has nothing to do with the information that you're providing them and everything to do with the excitement of their expectancy being fulfilled of having their answer, their questions answered. Explain that. I don't, I don't, so what do you mean? the gentleman was asking me like about Satoshi Nakamoto, about how Bitcoin come into circulation, about what gives them value, just a standard on-ramping, you know, protocol of questions you get from someone who's inquisitive and wants to know about it. And all this shit's flying fucking way, way over his head. I'm talking, he's on the ground. It's B2 bomber level, way up there. And he's just like so excited. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, I was like, all right, so you kind of understand how when I'm when people say Bitcoin is deflationary, you know what that means? He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's, that's, such, I'm like, that's, that's yeah. such a good uh, illustration of probably 90% of people's yeah. reactions when you're like, did that make sense? Yeah. And like the mining thing, are you good on that? Every 10 minutes and the, you know, the hash, we talked about a hash. And he's like, ha yeah, hash, hash browns. Yeah, it's cool. Like, hash, I get it because hash browns are small potato chunks and they take the big potato. I'm like, no, nope. But you like it. So that's all I care about is that you is that you like it. Because people in his situation, there's a lot of people like that now. Unfortunate, um, opposite of a lot of approximately 6.6 .6 million people in the States, but he's in this position to where he can buy things when they're low and get take advantage of markets where they are. And so he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get into this crypto shit, man. What's up with it, Mr. Bitcoin? And I was like, all right, well, have, have a seat, have a seat. And then we, uh, but I think that's just people don't, the things that we're discussing like this, like store value, medium exchange, you know, they don't give a shit. They really all right. Uh, I got two things here. Like one, like what you said is important and there's a very dangerous consequence associated with, with that story you just gave. I'm going to talk, talk about it here in a second. First, going back to uh, functions of money, because I have it pulled up here and I want to say it. Um, the Wikipedia article on money, you can, you can Google that. I don't need to put it in the show notes. Uh, says it this way, like um, in money and the mechanism of exchange printed in 1875, William mm -hmm. Stanley Jevons, Jevons, William Stanley Jevons, I'm going with Jevons, uh, famously analyzed money in terms of four functions, a medium of exchange, a common measure of value or unit of account, a standard value or standard of deferred payment and store of value, right? Mm -hmm. And by 1919, Jevons' four functions of money were summarized in the couplet Money's a matter of functions for a medium, a measure, a standard, a store. So there's a little rhyme for you. Uh, so after that, basically, since then, most modern textbooks now list only three functions, that of medium of exchange, unit of account, and store value, not considering a standard of deferred payment as a distinguished function, but rather subsuming it to the others. So basically what we said. It's okay. three functions, but... Uh, a standard of deferred payment is an important consequence of those three functions that should be included. Now, so exactly what we said. Yeah. 
That's exactly what Dude, we're we are some logical motherfuckers. And man. we've also read this for like 16,000 times since we started this podcast don't, and been in Bitcoin. Don't short me, Corey. <laughs> My logic dick is big right now. All right. Don't short me on uh, that. All right. So you're filling up the basement now. Cool. Hey, you guys ever notice that you'll be having an in-person conversation about flaming Hot Cheetos or cats or something or, or emus? And you don't even own a cat. You might own an emu. But the next thing you know on Facebook, you start getting ads for cat litter, emu gates. It sucks. You should be paranoid. Big centralized tech companies make money from your data and they feed it back to you. You are the product. You're not buying anything. You're buying more of the things that you do. So, but guess what? Now you can take some control back with the status chat app. The Status app lets you chat, transact, and use Web3 dApps. Status is decentralized, so even the messaging runs on the encrypted Whisper protocol. Status is also crazy about privacy and security, so you know your data and your identity are safe. And if you want to verify that, they open source everything. They build so you can hack away at it yourself and find out why it's the most secure distributed chat app. If you couldn't tell, this is a sponsored content that Status wrote. They paid us to say the last few things, and this too. Status is transparent as a core principle, so they thought it would be right to tell you that. And it's meant to give me them exposure. Get you to go download their chat app from the App Store or status.im slash git. And also helps the Bitcoin Podcast Network keep running. So go try it out, download it, get set up, and find our public chat channel hashtag tbp and we'll give out a few tokens to let you try out all the features just head to status.im slash git to get started one last time status.im slash git so uh on to the 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 story that you told of on ripping somebody and the fact that they didn't get anything you said but wanted to continue based on uh, one, his trust in you, and two, your confidence in the things that you were saying to him that he did not understand. I'm so a very confident, man. Yeah, chest is big. Sure, you gave explanations to his questions confidently and seemingly logical, even though he didn't understand them, which wanted him to make it, which wanted him to, uh, which made him want to move forward with putting money into it do you see a problem with this i see the problem being that he's going to probably get a little too what's the words you used in 27 exuberant irrationally exuberant you may get irrationally exuberant and bite off more than he can chew do you see what like okay uh you're not getting to like part that's part of what i what that's part of the problem that behavior from him. The other part of the problem is that this is wrought with the ability to scam people. Yeah, we I saw that. Uh, the difference Taylor, here. Yeah, that thread on Twitter. Go the ahead. The difference ahead. here. Yeah, like that behavior and mentality is the perfect group of people to scam. So this is what I was going to like motherfucking 2015 when we started this shit is that like the the community needs to be better about the tip of the iceberg that people see is good earnestness and not scam shit and we cannot shake the scams we can't shake that shit look like at- when people listen to me because like they look at my background i'm i'm a fucking square no no like i wouldn't hurt a fly i fucking you know, hey, police officer, how's it going? Yippity doo dah. Like, I fucking was a teacher. I'm, I'm not. I don't. The only thing I've ever stole is like Tootsie Rolls and candy from the grocery store when I was a kid. But who wouldn't? It's just fucking sitting there, and you're a kid, and it's candy. So fuck the rules. And so like, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, you see more earnest people out making an earnest living. Oh, and by the way, they do subscribe to Bitcoin as a money that they'd like to use then that outweighs all the scams. Just like today, 
all of the good that the dollar does outweighs all of the money laundering and the drug money and the 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 most terrible shit on the planet that that the dollars are used for does not outweigh all the good that dollars are used for. It doesn't. Yeah, you're not going to get away from scams though. Like that mentality, that mentality is a very human mentality and what we what we deem in society as trustworthy or the people you should be following for advice is not necessarily correlated to the most knowledgeable and trustworthy people. It's a, it's, it's like it's perception of money and success and not ethics and, tr- and, 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 tr- and like truthworthiness and things like that alongside of it. And so like scams will always be there because people are like, there's a lot of people out there who are very good at um, giving off an aura of success and convincing others that they know what they're talking about while being full of shit. A lot of people like that. And so like when you, when you look at something like Bitcoin, like from an out, outsider's perspective who has that mentality, it's no different than any other charlatan doing the same type of thing. And so it's difficult for people like me and you who are actively trying to say, like, help people and make their lives better and talk about some very interesting technology because we're arguing against people who their their entire career is being a charlatan and and, and putting on a, a, a facade of success. Yeah. There's not enough for Rose for the, hey, I made a flooring token and each token Hex, gets you. Right? Like, huh? Look at Hex, that fucking scam. Or like the, our, our interview with Jamie Bartlett on OneCoin. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about this in depth with Jamie Bartlett. And, and, and there's did. a lot of issues at play at natural human culture society and how we how we look to to find, like how we look to become successful in others. Do you think there's anything that we could do personally? I mean, we have though. The Bitcoin Podcast Network has a donation page and those donations went straight to the city of Ellicott. Ellicott City. City yeah. of Ellicott. The city of Ellicott. <laughs> the city of Ellicott. Uh, Ellicott City in Maryland uh, when they had 2,000-year floods in the span of less than 10 years, right? No, it's, 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 it's like they had a 1,000-year flood and then the next year they had another one. <laughs> yeah, 2,000-year floods in two years because climate change is not a thing. And then so um, we we helped, you know, people could donate Bitcoin, Ether, or Tokens. Litecoin. Um, Bitcoin, Ether, or Litecoin to that, but there's not enough feel good, and I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if there's momentum of feel good unless huge entities start using it. Well, more often than not, the people who are like actively trying to do good and are rational and reasonable are not loud and sexy and hyperbolistic enough Mm -hmm. to capture the attention of that irrationally exuberant audience yeah. that's looking for success and quick payout and things like that. Yep. And you know, Scams you are. know what crypto needs? Crypto needs the porn industry. But the porn industry is so rot with... That's gross. These There's no like... I don't know. I mean, it's always it's always been gross in terms of like the business side of things and, 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 and yeah. the taking advantage of people. Ethics are nominal in the porn industry. So... Every time you hear these glimpses of like porn plus crypto, it's always like buy the porn coin and get your porn, baby. And it's like, I don't want porn coin. I just want to buy the porn with my Bitcoin because that's the money that I like or buy the porn with my ether. But they're like, no, mm-mm. trust me, you're going to want porn coin. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, the, the narrative and most of the porn plays like like it's bank chain. It's usually like empowerment of the sex worker so they can degrade themselves in a least taken advantage in, in a less taken advantage way. It's not a good play. You know I'm what sorry. I mean? I, I'm just saying that's usually what it is. It's like, okay, we, we're protecting the sex worker so that I, I don't feel as bad about jacking off to her yeah, or him or it or whatever you're into because there's no judgment here. 
let me tell you something. I could speak for myself here, but I can also probably speak for a lot of guys. And that's, um, I just not thinking about that woman's life like that whenever I'm using her for myself. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking about her life like that. No one well, see, is. Then, then your original statement is dumb. Like it's not, we don't need the porn industry. That's not going to say safe no, crypto no. here. Well, what I mean by that is we need the porn industry in a way that using Bitcoin or crypto, let's say Bitcoin and Ether, like I'm tired of thinking about all the other ones. Let's say using Bitcoin and Ether helps their business models so much that they iterate on top of it to introduce it to mass society like they've done with a lot of technologies. A lot. Yeah, I think that trend of uh, porn carrying technology innovation is over. That's no longer the case. Yeah. So what do you think is going to carry it? Do you think okay, everyone here's, works here's, from here's home? The, here's the carry? question, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Where does the money come from in porn these days? Who's paying for porn? It comes straight out of vaginas. No, Who's paying for it? <laughs> um, it's probably Are you paying for it? I ain't paying Jacob. for it. That's for, I don't pay for that's for damn sure. I've never known a Jacob that didn't look like he paid for porn. Who used to pay for it? A lot of people. Everyone. You had to. There was no way to get free porn before the internet. That's true. They put the big black. That's why. Black That's why they carried technology. Because yeah. everyone did it. Everyone still does it. But back then, they had to pay for it to do it. That's no longer the, the case. First, the first time I went to Hastings with my mom and the adult, she was like, go just look around. And I was like, dope. And then I went I stumbled <laughs> into the like adult section, and I was like, "What's all these magazines with the black Loretta's?" It's probably thinking yeah. you're staring at video games. And you're like, mm -mm -mm -mm. going to the video game section, and I was like, "Nope, not me. I'm going to just explore this maze because there's no Minotaur in here." And so fucking then I, then I look, I go and I see these like magazine racks with the black plastic covering it, and I was like, hmm, "That's weird." And then I just like lift the black plastic up and I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm like looking around like, does nobody know that? <laughs> There's some dude. There was some dude watching the in-store cameras just laughing, just having a day. <laughs> That's by the way, for those of you youngsters who happen to stumble upon our podcast back in the day, porn was in magazine form. These interesting paper. I think it still uh, is. Serial tableted. <laughs> It's the it's this the uh, analog form of your your porn, uh, and they just put it in magazine racks next to like I don't know U.S. Weekly and like people are gonna read this a lot magazine and <laughs> and they put a black piece of plastic over the front of it. So all you do is lift the black piece of plastic and it's like oh a vagina that's crazy like just like out in public in, in public so. Yeah, it's very funny how things uh, change and stay the same. It's like porn has always been free. It's just been right there. Like, But anyways, um, I don't know how we got to that. But You're saying that like porn needs it to carry. Like, to, like, needs yeah, to, that's porn's right. going to innovate on top. And I think that that, that cycle and, and, and tech innovation um, narrative is, is played out and dead. So let's move on from it. Like, no, There's no reason to believe porn's going to save any tech, technical industries anymore. So we can move on from that, but that brings in the next argument is that the first movers are so far ahead of the curve that then it takes everyone else getting on board and then you slowly have a above 50% saturation of the tech, which makes it global in my opinion. Well, I, I guess let's take, so if we, if we, if we're to assume that what I just said is true, right? Mm -hmm. About um, like the reasoning behind uh, why porn isn't going to push any technological innovation anymore because um, the trend of it being a necessity uh, like to pay is over. What is it in today's society that everyone does and has to pay for? Mm, internet. Um... I mean, we can rattle off the inelastic shit, you know, groceries, electricity, water, gas, um, internet. So, uh, 
All those things are heavily regulated. Yeah. Talk about is there, unregulated. Is there, is there anything that that we can think of that isn't? I, I'm not. I'm not baiting you with this. I'm just asking and brainstorming. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is it that exists that isn't as regulated that people have to pay for? Because like crypto is, is payments, right? It's value exchange digitally. Drone shit. Well, yeah. people don't do that. Yeah, that's not an everyday that thing. Maybe in the future, like, but like, I don't know. Communication channels, uh, like, uh, I don't like know, man. I'm shopping, trying to think. Now. Like Amazon type stuff, like digital shopping, yeah. kind of things delivered. Like, but like, you got to think about like that's what's going to push real innovation in digital value transfer is it being integrated into the things that people have to do and everyone has to do it and pay for it. That's why I feel like crypto is uniquely positioned right now, because right now more than we're entering a new era, maybe even a new epoch. I'm sorry, but 6.6 million people unemployed. We're not normal anymore. We're entering a new time and that's around the globe. Everybody like everybody's going to have to find a way to introduce value into other people's lives. Not everyone. Large portions of society are going to have to find a way to introduce value into other people's lives from their home. Like this is the first test of like, can you exist in this world (laughs) where we don't like, can you exist in it? Like, what can you do to help people out in this world? Because Right now, the world is saying 6.6 million Americans. Nah, there's nothing for you to do. And then how many millions around the world? The world is saying, sorry, there's nothing for you to do. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) like that's better find a way to make money on the Internet. Exactly. They're getting the biggest life isn't fair session in in recent history. Recent history. No, this is like medium term history, like. Yeah, sorry. This is sorry. I was speaking God time. Okay. This is me. That's, okay, there you go. Give me that. <laughs> okay, that's that's how you win every argument, Corey. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I got nothing for that. I was speaking God terms. Uh, no. Um, yeah. This is a big fucking deal, man. And so now more than ever, where we need digital uniqueness, traceability, provability, we need some things to to see what we're seeing is true and reading is true and what the value that we're introducing into something is is there and like we need it we need it now because oh it doesn't scale sorry crypto doesn't scale yet we gotta figure that shit out and so like i i so i'll i guess i'll I'll name drop here or maybe i won't um Drop that shit. Uh, I was on, um, I was doing a media interview for status with regards yeah. to uh, <laughs> the Earn It Act. Uh, for those okay. that don't know, um, the Earn It Act is uh, a, 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 an attempt to push forward uh, legislation that bans encryption in the uh, United States. Wait. Stop, stop, stop there for a second. Say that bans encryption part. It bans encryption, Indian encryption. Or like tries to introduce backdoors into uh, standard encryption schemes for software so that uh, select people have access, full full access, and others don't. It doesn't matter. Um, that's one, that's scary. That's a completely different topic. We can go, we can dig into it. The, like in the process of this interview, we talked about um, like the, the potential for a short period of time, there, there was a part of the stimulus package that went out um, that was trying to create a digital U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. And so there was a point where that, like, we almost very closely, or it was, it was trying to be pushed through. There was going to be a digital dollar for disbursements of uh, of like uh, unemployment checks and UBI or whatever they end up doing, right? Mm-hmm. So there's almost a U.S. cryptocurrency, uh, like a government-backed U.S. cryptocurrency here. And there's an attempt to con- continue this movement. And there are other people who have done it, like the Bahamas. And I, I, I was asked for my comment on whether or not this I thought this is a good idea. And my answer was a wholehearted no. It's a terrible idea. 
Oh, that's the beginning of the end. Like, not because these things won't be useful or I don't think they should exist. I do. We're just not ready for it. And the implementations that would be done now in order to do it at this time, especially in a time of crisis where it's rushed, rushed, uh, are, are basically leading to like a more catastrophic failure than uh, just using standard payment rails today. Like, okay. we're not ready for that type of thing. I, I, think, I think eventually it's the right way to go and it's an inevitability, but trying to do it now would fuck everything up. Trying to scale right now? Or like the, the ways in which you can do it that potentially scale yeah. um, are worse than the current fiat controls that, we, that we're already under. under. Um, more surveil- surveillable than the current monetary system we're currently under. Uh, and easier to hack in terms of break or steal. Yeah. And it's That's only potentially capable of scaling to the to the level that we need it to. And so like there's no way to do it right right now. Now I, I agree that this should be trialed in smaller forms over time so that we can figure out how to get it right. What about uh, old uh, not Gupta, but the gentleman that uh, I, I like this guy. He's like a professor when he talks. Um. Uh, man, sorry, his, his name defeats me right now. He, Can you give me some context clues? Materium. That's Vinay Gupta. There we go. It is Vinay. Yeah. Vinay Gupta. Yeah. Um, the, when it comes to scale, he he believes it's just a simple physics problem. Like we'll never be able to globally scale this stuff. Oh, we will. Because whoever closest will. to the servers wins. No, we will. Okay. It's, there's there's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. It's just the time frame of like the velocity of finality is going to be that is what is um kind of judged by the physics that you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So it's just we, Dude, just, I- we can't assume that it's it's uh, below a certain threshold because if you do, you're going to end up with problems. Like who's cl- who's to the who's closest to the server? Like manipulability or the ability to manipulate this type of stuff is is kind of contingent upon uh, those types of things. Yeah, I it's man. There's so much work to be done. The reason why I like I peeked into an Ethereum forum this week, like out of boredom, like an Ethereum developers forum. <laughs> like <out of> boredom. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> and I got hit. With like they were talking about how rational the divisibility of infinite linear combinations is, and I was like, I'm gonna get PTSD. I gotta get out of here. And I closed that fucking door and went right back to fucking cat memes, like instantaneously. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't want any part of that. You guys do your thing. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna eat some popcorn. Look at these cats dance. That's what. I, that's, that's what I'd rather do. Um, but anyways, we've, we've had quite a lengthy show today. We, we've, we've bounced around from uh, why the store value argument stands to scalability to Corey feeling like he's double dipping. And hey, he's had, I don't feel like, like I'm double dipping. I'm very comfortable with how things are working out. I can just yeah. imagine someone feeling that way. Let's get that clear. Dude, get yourself a nice bidet. One of those really nice ones. Spend three figures on a bidet and all the thoughts like that just get nice and massaged out of your booty whenever you're fucking, you got that fucking massage spray on there. Hit it with a mist. Make sure it's speaking a different language, but you understand the icons. It's like you're on a vacation every fucking day. Even bidets. They're amazing, bro. They're amazing. Uh, so I think we're going to end the show on that. Um, you know, what bothers, you know what bothers me about bidets? You still got to use toilet paper. In fact, you got to use quite a bit to like dry off your tush. Air dry. Who's going to sit on the toilet and air dry for that long? I mean, I ain't trying to get my boxers all wet. So who 
quarantining, bro. What else are you gonna do? Just walk around with no pants and just walk around. Then you, got a, then you got a wet butt. I ain't trying for. I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> oh shit! I think we just did it. We just hit our million dollar idea. We need to. We need to talk offline. Hey guys, shout out to <laughs> Zoe Saldana. Uh, shout out to Zoe Saldana. Um, I'm gonna switch it up here. You know, you guys are going to see this one coming. Uh, but shout out to Jennifer Lawrence. I like what you're doing. I saw your work recently. And I'm talking about your acting work, not your not your physical appearance. And same for Zoe. Talking about your your ability to thespian. Um, go get boost blocks. Play the outro.